0: Gaming Talk, Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host, is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Yep, been a fairly busy day. Uh, Wednesday is now kind of the new busiest day for Entertainment Talk, but it's all fun stuff, So, and we'll get to some stuff later on as to what that's about. But, uh, what have you been
1: playing? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, still futzing around with a couple different things. Uh, outer Worlds. Uh, which is out next Friday, as um, I've been kind of researching that, looking into how much you know, time I'm probably going to put into that. Uh, if you have pre-ordered it or you are interested in it, it is available for digital download now uh, through the Xbox. So even if you haven't pre-ordered it, if you're a uh, Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate member, uh, you can go ahead and pre-download the game for its release next Friday. Oh, okay. So, you know, get, the, get that 40 gigs out of the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I was kind of thinking of something the other day. I know this has taken away a little bit, or whatever. What about if let, let's? Uh, I'm just going to use what's not coming game, Death Stranding, for example, right? Coming out in what a couple of weeks? Uh, like, a
1: month, I think. But yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah. Um. What about if there was a way that let let's say I intend to buy Death Stranding or something, or I as a cu- customer intend to buy it, but I'm not going to, you know, uh, not going to pay for it yet. What about if there was a way, because now that you talk about this whole, you know, you've brought up preloading and all that sort of stuff. What about if there was a way that you could download the game, right, like all all the stuff that you need for the game. But in order for then to be able to access it, you then do have to pay for it. But in the meantime, once you're waiting for the game to come out or whatever, you could pre-download it. Um, And you could obviously only do that once the game goes gold, probably, because that's when things are finished like a week after it goes gold maybe or something you could do that what about so what about if i could like go and download just the the data and stuff for death stranding and then when it gets to november 8th or even 9th or 10th it's on my hard drive but i can't access it maybe if i don't unless i until i pay for it does that make sense i think that would be a good system
1: yeah i mean that's always a possibility but um that's just one of those things that how many people would actually use that so
0: i'd use it so (laughs) yeah
1: well Uh yeah but i mean for something like that to be of use like literally several hundred thousand people would have to want to do that and when you factor that in for each and every single game Mm then it just kind of spaces out
0: right so cool but yeah you've been playing some stuff what else you've been playing
1: uh not really futzing around in uh, division 2 trying to you know do one thing um around a little bit in uh uh Spider-Man just cranking through that story but past that not really a whole lot.
0: Cool. Uh so I got some impressions for some games some of which I am no longer playing and some of which I'm still playing. Uh Greedfall um Boring Feels Cheap. It feels like a cheap Assassin's Creed uh to me. Of course these are just my impressions. You you might enjoy the game. Uh I just I played like an hour and a half of it maybe and just it it just felt like it needed more time in the oven it felt like it, it, there was some semblance of a good game there but I just kind of was playing it and was like okay this is similar to Assassin's Creed in certain ways and not every Assassin's Creed game has been great unity looking at you um but the, the ones that have been good Assassin's Creed games uh, I've been better, it. So, so basically, I've played better in this genre, genre before, or in this similar type of genre. So there's uh, like, why would I play a worse product? I guess, but I mean, even if the game, like, the game doesn't have to be as good as Assassin's Creed or whatever, but it just was boring. It felt boring and cheap, which is how I would describe it. So uh, I've put, I've passed that on, passed on that one. Uh, new Ghost Recon games, Wildlands, is it? Break Breakpoint? I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of the damn game. Um went to play that and they introduced like you know john bernthorne's character eventually and that's all cool and everything like it like in a cut scene um it, it was good but again kind of felt cheap and 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 boring and i saw some people discussing this ghost recon game online because not ever a lot of other people are quite unhappy with it and the same way that i am and everybody was kind of turning around i was like why is ubisoft making games like this that no one wants or cares about because uh, you be, I mean, if you want to play similar, better games, uh, Division 2 is probably better, um, Rainbow Six Siege is a really good game, um, I'm t- just thinking of, I'm t- just thinking of other, other similar, similar, uh, Ubisoft games, those are the two that are kind of active, that people are playing, um, that you could go and play instead, basically, I know Rainbow Six Siege is different to Ghost Recon, but it's still a, a better shooter game, basically, uh, I actually quite like Rainbow Six Siege, I think it's really good, um, so you could go and play one of them instead and the discussion I was basically hearing is like yeah why is Ubisoft making this game that no one wants when you could be making Splinter Cell or making another Assassin's Creed which they probably are making another Assassin's Creed but like why you know where was the decision made to to green like this kind of thing because it it just felt very boring to play so um yeah that's just my impressions of those two I'm gonna not play any more of them so Uh, I've already sent them back so a game I do really, really enjoy, but I do have one small complaint with. Uh, Link's Awakening. Really, really enjoy it so far. Um, I played a uh, the, the fair few hours. I can't remember how many hours, roughly. Um, gotten up to the where you just go past the swamp near the start of the game. Uh, and I'm in this little like dungeon type of thing. Um, I am getting lost at some points as to what exactly to do. Or what, like, there's... Because there's certain places this owl come and, comes and visits you every now and then. It's like, hey, you, you, you know, you've got this key or you got this thing. And I'll meet you in this swamp or this pond or wherever. And you can look up roughly where it is. But sometimes you'll get to the area where you can see it. Uh, but there'll be, like, these, these big rocks in the way. And you've, you basically have to find an alternative route to go and find it. That's fine. But, like, sometimes you finish a quest and... Uh, it doesn't quite give you a clear indication of where to go after that, like it'll say "Oh, will go up north or whatever, but like, okay, could you be a bit more specific? Uh, the other thing with the game I'm finding is that uh, the owl, like I said, every now and then will tell you, like, oh, can you go to this this pond or whatever, and it'll be marked in blue in his text speech in order to tell you, okay, that's the specific location. In I know Breath of the Wild did a, a different game. In Breath of the Wild, there was a, an actual quest menu that told you like, okay, this is where you need to go for this thing, and this is where it is. There's there's not even a quest menu in uh, Links Awakening. I know there's like I mean there's little side quests and stuff, but not to the same degree as it was with with uh, Breath of the Wild. But I would just prefer if the game told me like, okay, this is exactly where this swamp is, and like just just go there because I don't feel like that's part of the challenge that I'm being kind of posed, like, oh, try and figure out where this thing is, it sort of seems like I'm supposed to roughly know where these locations are and to just go to them, because I mean past that, like, you know, finding stuff and fighting enemies, that's the interesting, challenging part, so I don't quite know why the game is designed so where it doesn't tell you more specific things, if you get what I mean, so yeah, what what do you kind of think of Yeah, well that's kind of a
1: that's kind of a throwback Um, and games giving you like specific locations of Go here. This is where the monsters spawn. Things like that. That's a relatively new thing. And when I say relatively new, I mean like 2005ish. And you got to remember, this is a 1992 game. Yeah. So that was never really a thing in games. Um, so and they, and if they didn't add that in, then they didn't add that in. So
0: yeah it's just the fact of like okay can you meet me at this location or whatever and okay just just point to me where that is so i can just go instead of like wandering around for however long because there's been like two maybe three occasions where i've had to look up where something is on youtube and i don't want to be pausing my game and and doing that and all that sort of thing and it just it kind of ruins the flow of of the gameplay because i mean everything else with the game like is really really great i think the game's i'm kind of looking at as this really simplified version of zelda because obviously breath of the Wild like you know open world and 3d and all the you know all these sort of you know advanced 2019 kind of things or you know 2017 breath of the Wild um but yeah i'm really enjoying it as kind of just a basic more calming kind of zelda game just in terms of okay you have your shield you have your sword instead of like worrying about weapon degradation and uh the, you know, different weathers and all that sort of stuff Like I thought all that stuff was good in, in Breath of the Wild but this just kind of gives you the uh, I, mean, I mean this in the best way it's uh, just kind of a bare bones Zelda, it's like okay, here's your shield here's your sword, you've got this stuff around you you have this task, go and do it and I really really like it, So plus it looks really good the the music to it is really really good so far so I am really really enjoying it a lot, it's just the kind of uh, the way they set up the quests of like hey meet me at this place but find it first kind of thing is uh and and it does kind of really annoy me when i i find the location because like there was there's a bit where you can see the swamp above you and i'm like oh i found it finally and then like okay i have to work out how to actually get into the place because there's these rocks that i can't move or there's like a branch in my way or something so
1: the rocks i think there's like a gauntlet you have to find to let you lift heavier objects so
0: okay i was guessing at some point there might be Something like that, because when you go to press lift, which is on the A button, uh, I don't know if it's Link that's giving you the dialogue, but someone's giving a dialogue of like, oh, you're not quite heavy, Uh, you're not quite um, strong enough yet to lift this. So Yeah, there's
1: some gauntlet you have to get in order for you to lift heavy objects, so.
0: Okay, I'd like to have that right now, but (laughs) uh, we'll see how things go. But yeah, really enjoying it other than that, so very, very good game so far. Um, yeah, like we said, their stranding's out in like a couple of weeks. The embargo is lifting on the uh, 1st of November. November. So I, I remember you said about, you know, waiting for reviews and stuff like that. So I guess we will find out what everybody, well, the press, uh, who got codes for the game and stuff. I guess we'll, you'll find out what they think on uh, November 1st. So that's when, you know, GameSpot, IGN, all those sorts of places drop reviews, Easy Allies, whoever else here is out there. So, um, yeah, looking forward to a bunch of stuff that's coming up. Uh, Concrete Genie is on my list as well. Um, I haven't heard anyone talking about that, Concrete Genie, and it's not gotten a whole lot of push from, uh, PlayStation, which is weird, because it's one of their games, so, uh, and as Colin, I don't know if you've listened to the last two Sacred Symbols episodes, um, Colin was pointing out last week that, like, when they did the PS5, like, here's PS5 next uh, Holiday 2020, it was the same day that Concrete Genie came out, which I had actually forgotten the specific release date, so that kind of goes to show you... How little sony's been pushing that game um but yeah the fact that they would come out and talk about their next you know big console on the day of this little indie game is is kind of weird so um but i know it's out there i just have to wait a certain amount of time to play it so all right let's move into some housekeeping let you know what else we've been up to and then we can get into some news so we'll see you in a minute today's sponsor is Kualu. if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today Alright, recently on entertainment talk, uh, me and David today did a Watchmen Season 1 preview podcast. This is of course from uh, Damon Lindelof, he's going to be adapting the uh, the book for HBO on television. Of course they did do the film to 2008, 10 something like that, whenever they did the uh, the Watchmen film. But this is going to be a new uh, TV series attempt from them, uh, from HBO and Damon Lindelof. Uh, so yeah, we did a, a Season 1 preview, you can go and check that out on the website as well. Uh, in terms of the iTunes feed... Uh, I did submit it uh, you know, a few hours ago whenever the episode went live, uh, but I'm just waiting to hear back from Apple, which could be any second. Uh, it, it could be any time. So uh, I'll, I'll of course let you guys know when that feed is live on iTunes and Spotify and all that sort of stuff, and I'll tweet those out and put those on Facebook, so uh, look out for that. But yes, Watchmen is going to be starting this Sunday, the 20th, on HBO. It's it's a simulcast as well with uh, Sky Atlantic and the episode will be available on Monday on Sky Atlantic and the podcast on Wednesday. So look out for all that stuff. Um, We also today covered uh, The Walking Dead Season 10 Episode 2. So look out for uh, those podcasts continuing of course on Wednesdays as well uh, for The Walking Dead Season 10 for Episode 2. Lost in Space uh, Season 1 Episodes 1 and 2. This isn't a random coverage piece of Lost in Space. Uh, This is part of the Entertainment Talk TV uh, episode twenty seven podcast that I did. So basically what I'm doing, all the shows that I picked out in those, uh I did actually save them a separate segment so it wasn't too uh difficult to edit. Uh what I'm essentially doing is breaking out all of the T V shows segments, parts of those. Every Monday they're gonna be coming out and of course this week was the the start of that on on this Monday. Um But yeah if you want to listen to all the segments before they come out individually on Monday you can listen to Entertainment Talk TV episode 27 uh, and that will give you basically my impressions on a bunch of different shows so look out for those and then if you want to wait for the individual segments which is also fine uh, they'll be out on Mondays but you can listen to the first of those now which is for Lost in Space season 1 episodes 1 and 2. Natasha wrote an article about uh, who should be be the one to kill Alpha on The Walking Dead Uh, of course involving that's one of the Walking Dead characters and she's the current villain in the show. Uh, So she wrote down a bunch of characters who could potentially kill Alpha and her reasons as to why. So go and read that. That's actually an article and not a podcast. Uh, I did a podcast about clickbait and uh, all of the impacts it has on this industry and just everything kind of surrounding that kind of uh, those issues in this industry and how things are affecting How that's affecting everything, all those sorts of discussions, so I discussed that. Uh, El Camino is out. El Camino is a Breaking Bad film, of course. Uh, It's on Netflix, and it's in select theatres somewhere, uh, if you want to go and watch it in the cinema or whatever. Uh, But if you want to watch it in the comfort of your own own home and you've got Netflix, it's there waiting for you. Uh, Speaking of Breaking Bad, if you're in the UK, uh, Breaking Bad, El Camino, and Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is, of course, the prequel uh, spin-off to Breaking Bad. All of those three things are available on Netflix in the UK. Uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are on AMC in the US, and El Camino's on Netflix in the US, so look out for those. Uh, of course, watch Breaking Bad first, the first five seasons, then watch El Camino, and then watch uh, Better Call Saul, which is the Breaking Bad prequel, so there's all that. But yes, me and David went and reviewed El Camino, a Breaking Bad film, spoiler free and spoiler splits. Uh, Let's play Sunday's episode 10 For Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta That's of course out on the 25th So that's going to be fun when that comes out Uh, Joker film review uh, Me and Robert are going to be doing a part 2 review for that uh, After we've done with with this podcast Um, But yeah I went and saw the film obviously uh, And went and did a spoiler free spoiler split So if you want to know what I think of Joaquin Phoenix's um, Joaquin Phoenix, I think that's how you say it, eh? Uh of his uh, version of the Joker with the origin story and all that sort of stuff, you can listen to that, that's spoiler free, spoiler split uh, The Good Place is still continuing for season 4, season 4 episode 3 was last week episode 4 will be this week, so I'll continue to cover those episodes uh, American Horror Story is still continuing for season 9, uh, episode 4 was last week episode 5 will be tomorrow, so have a look out for that podcast tomorrow uh, we're almost halfway through the season, so it's going to be interesting to see how they continue things with that as well Uh, that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's move into some news All right, what would you like to talk about today?
1: Uh, Well, first up, we have some more uh, features and functions with the uh, filter on Xbox Live. Uh, Xbox players will soon have more control over the type of content they see while gaming. Uh, Larry Herb, also known as uh, Major Nelson, on Monday announced that new customizable message safety settings for the gaming platform will be debuted sometime uh, soon this fall. Uh, you can find these settings when they go live under general network settings, online safety and family, and then finally messaging safety. Uh, there's going to be four settings for that. There will be friendly, medium, mature, or unfiltered. Hmm. Friendly is going to be the default setting for children's accounts, which is going to hide pretty much everything that might not make it past like a sensor for live TV, um, Medium is going to find a balance between friendly and mature. Mature is going to hide, is going to show most things, but will hide some of the more rough stuff. And then unfiltered obviously just lets everything remain visible. Uh, there's no specific date on when these uh, settings are going to go live, but I do like the fact that you know there's basically more than just an on-off feature for chat settings. Um, so what do you think about this?
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's something that. You, you kind of need, I mean if you're like me or Robert and you just game on your own or, or whatever and you don't have uh, other people using a console then this stuff doesn't quite matter. But for those people that, you know, family friendly gaming stuff, there's plenty of obviously family fr- fan- friendly games on Xbox. Uh, so, you know, welcome to the whole family and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it's it's, it's important that you could see the appropriate stuff. And I mean for, for the adults it doesn't quite matter so much unless you're more sensitive which is also fine because that's what these settings are there for um it's not something i'm gonna really bother changing too much um it's, in terms of uh spam messages on xbox from like random bot accounts do you get much of that i'll get
1: one like every now and then yeah but it's not anything i really have to put a whole lot of effort into
0: yeah yeah same with me i kind of yeah, even delete the message and just move on or di- I, I actually had uh um i don't actually have the app installed i think it's kind of installed on my phone uh like it's the data from it saved in the cloud or something but there was a thing that came up on my um it said ps messenger or playstation messenger the the app that you can get for messages on playstation it said someone had sent you a message and because i didn't actually have the app fully installed it wouldn't let me open it so i went on to uh uh, on my Play- on my PlayStation, and the message wasn't even there, so, <laughs> uh, it w- wasn't too much trouble, of course, um, but yeah, obviously, you know, if you get, I guess, a lot of spam messages, or whatever, or you, you uh, see some uh, content you might, you think might be inappropriate, or whatever, uh, based on whatever your situation is, uh, then this will be for you, but it won't, I, I mean, I'll probably not even notice when they put the settings out unless it's some sort of you know message from xbox or something because that's one thing i get every now and then like a message from xbox just to say like oh these things have been added to uh game pass or or something like that which is actually kind of helpful so uh because even though i don't use game pass a ton outside of like you know blair witch and uh gears 5 it's always nice to know when things do get added so uh, and obviously they want to tell you that as the consumer because then you can just click on the app button sign up and and there you go so how about you how's this going to affect you i suppose Oh,
1: I'm definitely going to go into it to see what my setting is at. But I'm mostly yes, no a solo idea. gamer. <laughs> yeah, I'm mostly a solo gamer, so that's not really going to affect me a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as I just make sure that's not on, like you know, you know, family friendly. Right. Um, that's really
0: sensitive stuff, and you want to why or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah good stuff uh did they give any kind of release window or just like nothing at the moment
1: they just said fall but we're already in october so i don't know if it's like fall fall or like business fall or cool you know just before the end of the year
0: i mean it could be in like two weeks so you never know. yeah uh cool what else do you want to talk about
1: well gorilla games is teasing hmm. uh work on what seems to be a new cinematic trailer uh, for those people that don't know, Gorilla Games is the studio ber- behind the Horizon Zero Dawn, and they do own the Killzone franchise IP. Mm-hmm. Uh, the principal animator for the company, Daryl Randall, shared a couple in- images of the entrance and recording facilities of Goodbye Kansas's Stockholm, Sweden location, saying, we've come for your mocaps." caps uh, Goodbye Ka- Kansas is the same studio that CD Projekt Get Red used for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, they also have credits including uh, Mass Effect, Andromeda, Raid, World War II, and Overkills, The Walking Dead. So if they're teasing mocap, they've got obviously something serious in the pipelines. But as yeah. to what that is, nobody really knows. Um, Her- uh, Killzone hasn't seen anything on the PS4 or PS platform, that for that matter, uh, since 2004. But, obviously, Horizon Zero Dawn is a PS4 title, which is a very good game. It's one of my, mm-hmm. if you own a PS4, you absolutely have to play the game, kind of a game. So
0: Yeah. when was that, 2017, I want to say? Horizon 17 or 16, one of the two. Oh, yeah, I was, forget which. It was which. 2017. It was the same month as uh, it got compared to Breath of the Wild for obvious reasons. I think it literally mm-hmm. came out within, like, a couple of weeks of each other. And then Xbox's response was, like, Halo Wars 2. So if anybody remembers that game. Um uh yeah i mean interesting stuff i'm excited to see more from uh, whatever it's going to be called horizon 2 or horizon zero dawn 2 i think horizon 2 would be the more marketing friendly version i suppose i don't mm-hmm. know like, uh, horizon zero dawn 2 is like quite lengthy and i mean it doesn't like fully matter or whatever but like if you just want to make things a little bit simpler you just put horizon 2 uh because i'm sure like you know, when that game gets brought up in different conversations, people don't really say Horizon Zero Dawn, they just say, oh, uh, Horizon. So, uh, just calling it Horizon 2, I think, would make sense. Um, yeah, excited to see what they've got for it. Um, it does kind of make me wonder if it will be a PS5 launch title. And of course, now we have the actual window on when these things, you know, on, your know, holiday 2020, so about 12 or 13 months away. My guess for Scarlet and, uh, PS5 would be probably November. Uh, next year, so, I mean, that's when, if I'm not mistaken, that's when the Xbox One and uh, PS4 came out, so, I mean, it doesn't have to be the exact same month, but it it kind of, you know, just, that that month just before Christmas, and people can get the consoles for Christmas for people, and that sort of thing, uh, makes me wonder if the game, if that will be uh, the game uh, to come up. but, uh, as we were asked, uh, was it last week, I think, like, which games do you actually think are going to be? Um, for, available for xbox scarlet launch and ps5 and i said horizon 2 and probably this new uncharted thing that's been cooking up in the background um so yeah it makes me wonder if that will be the case but you know you have eno- you have another 13 months to potentially work on the game What what about you do you think it'll be ready for ps5 horizon 2
1: I don't know. I think they're definitely... If it's something that they're just starting the mocap with, then not a chance in hell. No. If it's, they've got most of the game done, but they just need to work on some mocap, uh, then there's a possibility.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, as for the Xbox platform, I think what we're going to get with the Scarlet is more of a lot of the Enhanced games, because that was their big thing with the uh, One X. Mm-hmm. Is, you know Some games would come out and say Enhanced for Xbox One X. I think when the Scarlet launches out, we're just going to get like a slew of games from the, uh, you know, the original Xbox Run that just get upraised to that because we're starting to get more and more of that now, mm-hmm. um, with some enhancements, but not a whole lot. But I think when they go to this next uh, console iteration, then you're going to see more and more games just like upended for that.
0: Yeah. Plus, like once the Scarlet gets, you know, two or three years into its cycle. You'll probably see some slightly older Xbox One games get like upgrades, like I guess Master Chief Collection would be uh, a good one for them to do, things like, you know, Gears 1, 2, 3, and 4, and probably 5 as well, we'll probably get that, uh, that that wouldn't surprise me if we got that as like a, a, a full package, uh, let, let, let's say you get like, uh, th- 3 years or something into the Scarlet's life cycle, and Gears of War 6 maybe is ready, that, like when Gears of War 6 is ready, because, you know, I'd, I'd be shocked if they didn't do a Gears of War 6, um, and then maybe, like, you know, the year before, or, wh- or however long you get, like, a repackaged version of Gears 1 through 5, and Judgment, as some sort of up package, that I think that would make sense as well, especially for, like, you know, people that maybe haven't played it, and, uh, they can kind of jump in and, and, and play the games for the first time, and then get, sort of, uh, I was gonna say get get, get up for Gears War 6, but that would be too much of a pun, uh, they can get ready for, for Gears War 6 with that, so, and plus they could do that with, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at launch if, because Hello Infinite, I think, is guaranteed almost to be a launch title. If it, if it wasn't, I'd be shocked. Um, but if they did the Master Chief Collection and Gears Five as you know, like an actual new collection, um, and and re-released that as like an res package for the Scarlet again, in in kind of preparation for Hello Infinite, do you think they might do those two things?
1: i think the uh, um the halo collection could definitely get a up res and enhance for one X or scarlet whatever they wind up calling yeah scarlet honestly i wish they would just leave it as scarlet but you know that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense
0: yeah that's not great for marketing so
1: yeah but within a month-ish or so of when infinite comes out i definitely see an up res pack coming out so Mm.
0: yeah um i still have no idea i've been thinking about it a little bit and since we're getting into your know, next gen and playstation 5 has been talked about i have no idea what they're going to call this new xbox you can't call it xbox 4 because then you've got ps5 and xbox 4 and then that's going to be weird unless they just call it xbox 5 and just whatever or something um because you can't or call they it, you can't call they could xbox jump one two or something that's just stupid
1: yeah i mean they could jump the numbering system altogether and just say xbox six because <laughs> when you think about it, you have the original, yeah. the 360, the Elite, the E, the 1, the 1S. I mean, technically, you could jump to 7, and numerically, <laughs> that would be correct.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think what they should do is say, like, okay, we have the, the original, the 360, the 1, the X, and then Scarlet is just 5. Uh, and then Mm -hmm. just simply put it as that and just put it to bed so uh but yeah you can't call it like a one or xbox one two or an xbox two or because that just won't make sense so plus it will just uh, because like to the average consumer that won't quite look right and it also just doesn't make sense that you would call it the xbox two so Mm -hmm. uh and some people have been saying what if they what if they just call it xbox well the original xbox was basically called xbox so yeah, they've jumped, they've jumped around all over the place for their numbers. So, uh, anyway, what else do you, do you have? Anything else about this Horizon stuff you want to talk about?
1: No, I mean it's just one of those things that it's interesting that they're kind of pre-announcing their pre-announcement. But outside mm-hmm. of that, I mean, until we actually see something, it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, it's nice to have it talked about though in uh, just little little teaser sort of parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm still in the same boat as I was last week in terms of like, okay, instead of like r- just releasing these blog posts about PlayStation 5, like this is the PlayStation 5, have have someone come out and talk about this thing. I know it might be a little bit early for them to do that, but just, I don't know just just do it a bit differently uh, What else do you want to talk about today? <clears throat> well, if
1: you remember from E3, one of the things that came out of complete left field and made no sense that why it hasn't been revived until now was uh, Microsoft's Flight Simulator. Because that was a franchise that was a huge thing back in the 90s and then had laid dormant for over a decade. Uh, but then we got like a trailer out of E3 and you know everybody was just like, ooh, wow, this is coming back. Yeah, I was but then, happy with it. So. Yeah, but then the the thing that immediately came out after E3 was, is there going to be VR support? Um, according to Jorg Newman, which I know I'm birching that name, but I can't help it, uh, he says uh, in this article I'm reading, right after the E3 t- trailer came out, there was a lot of people making the exact assumption that, oh yeah, this better be supporting VR right from the get-go. It honestly wasn't our plan, but we are listening, we have heard it, so we will all try our darndest to make it happen. Whether or not we're going to pull it off for launch, we can't commit to that at this point, but we are aware of the desire, and given that we genuinely want to make the sim that simmers want we will try to prioritize that over other things. So I don't know if you... You're probably not even old enough to ever have played a, a Microsoft Flight Simulator game, are you?
0: Nope. <laughs> Can't remember any of them. So.
1: Yeah, Microsoft Sim was one of those games that before uh, Crisis and a couple other shooters became kind of like the benchmark of how much can we push this PC. Microsoft Sim was the game. And it's literally just that. It's just a sim. So there's no like dogfighting or you know, shooting down uh, the Red Baron over the, the German Straits or whatever. It's literally just you pick a plane and you fly it. And you just kind of just cruise very uh, melodically and calmly over the areas. And then occasionally you try to land and usually fail, but you're still enjoying the simulation. And this uh, updated version apparently is just taking... The whole, we've already mapped the whole earth to like the next level. Because I don't know if you listened to uh, the uh, official Xbox podcast with Major Nelson, but he was, he got an early chance to, to look at the build. And he actually has some background in aviation. And he was able to fly over his house and recognize his house. Oh, wow. And he flied over somebody else's house that he knew and was able to recognize their house as well. And so the fact that they went into that level of detail is impressive. Yeah. And of course, naturally that makes for VR, but obviously they were concentrating more on the game first, but um it will have V R probably at some point, just probably not at launch. So
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, focus on the, the base uh version of the game, get that out, make sure it's all, all good and everything, which, you know, from what you've just said sounds like it's at least on the right track which is a good thing. I mean even if it's like, you know, 6 months or a year later, uh just, you know, focus on the the base game, get that out, make sure it's good, which it sounds like it is, and then after that's done, uh then like, I mean cuz then you can kind of adapt the game you've already got possibly better um, you know, to, into VR, into a VR mode, but that that sounds brilliant, like the idea that you could uh flyer not not just like fly a plane in in vr because you know ult, i've played ultra ring ultra wings and that was that was fine but there was certainly some you know it wasn't fully like great or whatever uh and with this being like you know a fully realized kind of uh flight pl- simulator thing where it's going to be obviously more realistic and stuff because basically all you get in ultra wings is like a stick and you kind of uh flip a couple of switches or whatever and then you're kind of just off um, so yeah, if you, if it comes with obviously like more stuff, more instructions, and more reali- realism and everything, not only do I think that will be immersive even outside of VR. I mean, you have obviously uh, you know world, world distractions and whatever. Um, but yeah, to use that in VR, that would be really really great. So um, I mean, they'd have to probably do that for PC, I guess, because uh, Microsoft doesn't currently have a VR unit. So um, I think
1: uh, technically Oculus runs on PC, so.
0: Okay, yeah, you could probably do that then. Because uh, I'm guessing the game will probably come out for, for PC as well, so you could probably do that. Uh, I mean, that probably means it wouldn't be on PSVR, which would be a shame, because that's the only VR unit that I, I, I own and whatnot. But, I mean, outside of that, I'd still definitely play the game if it probably... I mean, it's probably going to come to Game Pass, very likely. Uh, so I'll probably play it on there. Um, but, yeah, I'm still very excited for the game. So
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why it would come to PS4, because it is right. Microsoft um flight simulator yeah although technically microsoft does own minecraft and minecraft's on other devices and microsoft devices but still it probably won't uh, come to uh ps4 anytime soon although it would be amusing if it did yeah, it would yeah. be completely I
0: amusing mean, if it did i mean it'd be good because then i could play it in VR and stuff i mean there's there's other games that have been kind of xbox exclusive that have come to uh to playstation so you, you never know maybe it would be like you know exclusive for a year or two years or something and then it'll just pop up on PlayStation but at least for probably from launch it'll be PC and and Xbox but I mean even outside of a VR mode which honestly sounds kind of blissful um then uh, I'm still excited for it in uh, normal mode whatever you do actually refer to it as outside of VR whatever just a normal game mode so yeah what's your excitement level for a flight simulator?
1: Uh well I'm definitely gonna have to uh, do my build on my PC which I am been I have been saving up for cool. um, so that'll be probably within the next couple of months is when I get that build going um, the website that I track to check prices and everything actually removed a bunch of their bundle deals for the build that I was looking at oh. so they're probably just clearing out stock because. Um, ryzen is coming out with a new generation processor here in the next few weeks so it's mm-hmm. they're probably just clearing out stock and going from there um so more than likely it's going to be a black friday sale for me mm-hmm. when i finally get the components together to uh, do my new build um and it's not like microsoft flight sims coming out next week i mean it probably <laughs> will not be out till at least next year
0: yeah yeah i mean at least uh, at the earliest i would say like launch of scala if not like i guess some point after that so it
1: would it would be it would never in a million years happen because we haven't really heard a whole lot about it yeah. from like three E threes ago. But if there was finally like a a HoloLens that came out and then Microsoft Flight Sim was a Scarlet launch title and then you could buy like this weird bundle of Scarlet and the HoloLens and Microsoft Flight Sim and then just do HoloLens Flight Simulator, mm-hmm. that would be really interesting. But That won't happen because we haven't seen any HoloLenses in the wild outside of when they occasionally pop up for, like, tech demos. And the tech demos look really cool, but still, it's not like there's demo units out there that we know of. Mm
0: -hmm. Where where is that HoloLens thing?
1: I don't know. I haven't seen really anything for it, so.
0: Yeah, they talked about it at that 1E3 with the the Minecraft thing, and I haven't heard anything since, and that was 2016 E3, maybe? Mm Mm-hmm something like that so yeah uh, maybe they're gearing it up for some sort of scarlet thing obviously they're not they're not going to launch it for the xbox one that wouldn't make sense so uh yeah excited for a flight simulator whenever it comes out yeah so.
1: i'm on the uh, microsoft's official hololens uh, website mm-hmm. um it's listed as pre-order okay but there's no release date um expressions of interest for hololens 2 pre-orders are only being collected for us france germany ireland and new zealand Australia and the U.K., HoloLens 2 has not been authorized yet under U.S. Federal Communication Commission rules or Directive 2014-53-EU. Actual sale and delivery of HoloLens is contingent on device compliance with applicable FCC and directive requirements. So There you go. Yeah, nothing absolutely nothing no, so not ready yet so yeah and the the fact that they don't have that ready yet um just means that it's not gonna be out within at least two years so
0: cool all right uh what else do we want to talk about today
1: uh well the last thing i have to talk about is kind of a weird crossover okay um sometimes crossovers make a ton of sense like seeing geralt in uh soul caliber six mm. you know if he's a fighter it's a fighting game it kind of makes sense um, but this kind of, this article popped up a couple days ago and it was just kind of interesting in terms of history. Uh, Isaac Hayes, who is the main protagonist in, uh, I'm sorry, Isaac Clark, I don't know why the hell I said Isaac Hayes. Isaac Clark, who is the main protagonist in Dead Space, actually popped up in a couple of uh, Tiger Woods golf games. Huh? And yeah, as a uh, playable character, And the reason why is because EA Redwood Shores Studio, which eventually became Visceral Games, built the Dead Space game, Dead Space 1, using a modified version of the Tiger Woods Golf Game Engine. Uh, So therefore, the the costume crossover was simply as importing a single skin model to the game. Uh, Now, Isaac Hayes has popped up in a couple other games uh, outside of the PGA Tour, Uh, He was a character in NBA GM On Fire Edition. Uh, He was a character in Skate 3. Uh, But, yeah, that's just kind of odd to where studios go from here to there to the fact that the same engine uh, that was used to make Tiger Woods golf games eventually got used to make uh, Dead Space.
0: Uh, Are they still making those Tiger Woods games?
1: Uh, It's hard telling. Tiger Woods went on a serious uh, downswing. I don't know how much of... uh, pro-athlete sports news uh, filters in over to the UK. But the basic –
0: I I mean I watch Sky Sports News and stuff.
1: Yeah. The basic short version of it is is that it was a very well-known, not-secret secret secret, that he wasn't the most faithful married man in a while. And then his uh, wife eventually found out and uh, chased him in his car – and started smacking the hell out of his uh, car with, like, a golf club. And he went through a messy divorce, and he went through a whole lot of trauma, and I think he had to go through rehab at one point. And then he was out of golf for, like, three years. And it's just one of those things that, you know, everything piled on and just piled on and just piled on. Mm -hmm.
0: And The the thing that I was laughing at is the fact that it was a, a, a golf club that she hit the car with the thing that he's used in his career to go through his sport not a baseball bat not nothing else from another sport a golf club i think that, that's uh yeah
1: probably the most thing handy i mean let's face it when yeah, you're a true. professional golfer and you've been crushing and destroying the uh tournament circuit for over a decade yeah you probably got a lot of spare clubs just lying around your house yep. and you probably just grabbed the first thing that you could use to smack him around with and that was it so
0: yep true
1: I mean but yeah if if you want a good laugh just google Tiger Woods uh, um, booking photo booking okay. photo is the photo that they take when they arrest you uh, so it's kind of yeah. like a uh, there's actually a, kind of a weird subgenre of celebrity uh, you know prison photos to where they get you know celebrities are like on a bender or whatever mm-hmm. and then they get uh, their picture taken when they get arrested and some of them are quite horrific and okay. it's
0: like yikes <laughs> yeah um. Yeah. Going back to EA and stuff, they it just kind of mind, like you mentioned. Uh, what was it Dead Space in there? The Tiger Woods mm-hmm. stuff. What was the other game that you that you mentioned?
1: Uh, the uh, NBA Jam on Fire edition. NBA Jam was, a, was an, skate an arcade. You, skate Three. Yeah, was, Skate Three. Yeah. Isaac Clark was in they, Skate Three too.
0: They've killed some franchises, haven't they? EA. Like this is kind of you know as you've mentioned those those three series, and then there's there's obviously like uh, Mirror's Edge, which is pretty much dead. Um, and, yeah, they, uh, they, they've really gone more in on, you know, their sports franchises and Star Wars stuff. So, because they really don't do that many single-player things anymore. Because, like, Dead Space, single-player campaign game, uh, Mirror's Edge, single-player campaign game, Tiger Woods. You know, obviously you could probably golf online or whatever, but... Yeah, they've killed some franchises, and it's, uh, interesting to see. But, um, yeah, it is it's weird that you mentioned that they use that character in the in the Woods thing or whatever so
1: well like I said from the article it was basically the same engine so just importing a yeah. single character model put it in there
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you are right EA has uh, killed off several franchises and they just yeah. you know couple in the back of the head and just leave them in a shallow grave mm.
0: and and ones that still get mentioned of like, loved, would love to see would love to see skate back and we'd love to see Edge back and would love to see uh, dead space back and EA just nope we're gonna make uh, broken FIFA games <laughs> instead. Yeah, so. I'm trying
1: to remember. Didn't Dead Space Three have like a really egregious microtransaction built into
0: it I, for some I, reason? I can't remember. Uh, I
1: vaguely remember that, but I don't remember the details. I just remember at the time, some <laughs> people were super, super pissed. It was like almost as bad as the uh, Battlefront Two stuff.
0: Okay, I don't remember much about Dead Space Three, so I couldn't tell you. But that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. But I couldn't remember for sure. So. Uh, all right, What else do you want to talk about?
1: Uh, that's all I had. Cool.
0: Uh, let's move on to some Google Stadia stuff because so many people are talking about Google Stadia these days. Because no one is. I. I mean. I, I mean. I go on Reddit a bit more now. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and I. I ever since they did that press conference in I can't remember what what month it actually was. Was it August? Uh, September? The latest or something? Ever since that came out and they talked about um. What did they mention? I think they did their pricing, uh, information at that point. Ever since that press conference, whichever one was the last one they did, the Stadia connecting, the last one that they did. Ever since that, not seen a single person online talk about, uh, Google Stadia, and I see you know a lot of discussion about films, games, TV, sports, and whatever, and no one has mentioned Stadia at all. I, have you seen any discussion about it?
1: No, not really. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I know a couple guys that are, like, super, super tech-heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were literally talking your ear off for an hour. I actually, one of the guys I know, I and this is a guy that I know from work, but he's still, you know, super techie. Mm-hmm. I spent a, a good 20-minute conversation with him trying to get him to understand the difference just because even though something is custom-built in the sense that a computer was built from a selection of parts, mm-hmm. but it was it still had a brand name because it was built by a company that did that. It wasn't like they were buying random parts and putting them together. Mm-hmm. And so this was actually a long discussion. I had to try to convince him that this is a make name because this company made it, even though it was made by picking parts from a list, it was still made by a company. Okay. And that was like a good 20 minutes of my life trying to get him to understand that concept. <laughs> and even he's not talking about stadia on any level
0: okay uh yeah i got a couple of pieces of information from it uh we ran out of time i think like last week i was going to mention a google stadia thing and that thing was uh and i only saw like a couple of outlets actually report this i think it was like Gamespot and games radar or something it was from uh you know reputable sources and stuff and it did seem like not not clickbait and it's something that you'd believe anyway. Uh, Google Stadia will try and predict your controller presses of course because there's going to be the issue of latency. Uh, whether or not you can connect and have some latency but still remain connected you're still going to have latency. Uh, of course if you've got just incredible internet then uh, you might not have as many problems but that of course doesn't apply to everyone which we've discussed before. Uh, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to try and predict what buttons you are pressing in order to i guess keep up with you in terms of you know if you're, whatever game you're playing uh you might be pressing a bunch of buttons or whatever um would what you think of that in terms of an idea to fight against because it's it's an idea to fight against latency in it to uh try to predict like okay you might press a or x or what, x or whatever next um what would what you think of that as an idea
1: Well, see, that kind of creates its own feedback loop because, Mm -hmm. let's say, it tries to get some weird predictive algorithm into guessing what you're going to do. Well, then you do something completely random, which is basically what us humans do, is something completely random. Right. And then any calculations that's made for assuming X and then X plus 1, X plus 2, into however far it does those calculations, because you did Y instead of X, it has to dump all those calculations, Mm-hmm. and then recalculate everything else. And so that might help with latency a bit. But since we're talking about a streaming, we're talking about all that processing getting done on the back end, which is going to backlog that anyway. And so we're just back into the same problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it could help to a certain degree, but I don't think it will really fix that many people's problems with it. Uh, but outside of that, of course, I, I mean, we've stated what we think of, of Stadia before. Uh, it's simply going to, same thing with, um, what's it called, with with stuff like PlayStation Now and with, um, what's the, uh, remote play, that sort of stuff, where it basically. X Cloud. No, I mean, I, I was thinking specifically of um, the uh, remote play for, for Vita and for the app and that sort of stuff. Um, the thing will work if you're connected, if you have no connection to be able to get there, the whole thing is basically dead. So that's what we think of that basically Uh, but yeah the launch date for this thing is going to be November 19th which is uh, just over a month away and no one's talking about this thing so we'll see how this thing actually does when it comes out so uh, how do you think this is going to actually do Google Stadia
1: I really don't think it's going to do very well I think you're going to get a bit of a sales on the initial launch from the people that are just curious about the tech yeah But anybody that's not, you know, in the gaming sphere, and when I say the gaming sphere, I mean somebody whose sole and primary business income is gaming. So, like, your your streamers and your programmers and people that are in the news media, they'll probably buy it just to have it and play with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I don't see more than 10% of even the entire gaming community counting all gamers, like, um You know, people that strictly do handheld. You know, people under the age of the fifteen. People that just kind of casual game. I don't see most of them buying it at all. So I see very best. I, this is basically another Ouya, <laughs> and you had completely yeah. forgotten about the Ouya.
0: Mm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be kind of. This, I mean, like on the day it comes out, you'll see articles from you know, GameSpot, IGN, all those big outlets, Easy Allies, whatever. I'm sure, kind of funny will play it or whatever. Um. Oh, I wonder if um, because Colin with Colin and Chris with Sacred Symbols, they're not really tied into the whole like press stuff. They're they're, they're more independent, aren't they? They they don't have to necessarily go to like E3 and and whatever. I wonder if Colin is because Colin's under no kind of obligation to pick up those sorts of things. Uh, whereas like IGN, they probably have someone staffed to uh, go and you know play it and test it and review it and all that sort of stuff. I wonder if like he's gonna go and check it out. Because he and Chris have, have kind of said the same thing, which is like, okay, this is like five or six years too early, maybe even more than that. But they've, they've basically had kind of the same feelings as us, which is that it's just too early for that sort of thing. So I wonder if he's even going to play it. But I, I get what you mean in terms of, yeah, you're going to see outlets who go out there and try it and tell you how good or bad it is. But outside of that, um, like people that you just see that just say that they game on Facebook and that they, they play whatever, uh be interesting to see how many people pick it up. So
1: i remember a podcast a couple three months back one of those two either colin or chris i think maybe colin said they were gonna buy it as a curiosity yeah but they had no real plans to do it like serious serious gaming on it
0: yeah um i can see one of them maybe picking it up and just giving impressions and then getting rid of the thing or whatever so uh we'll see what happens with it uh, of course if you guys are interested in stadia if you're planning on picking it up if you're curious about the thing let us know let us know what you think uh, of course, we'll give the feedback email in a bit. So uh, keep your eyes or ears out, or whatever, for that. Uh, PlayStation 5. There's a thing that I missed from last week's uh, release from uh, Wired and everything. Um, PlayStation 5 might have uh, what I've written down as save states. Now, how this has kind of been described and from what I've both listened to and read. Is that you might be able to create a kind of, you know how you can suspend your games and you can kind of minimize them to to give like a kind of PC term or whatever. Um, That PS5 might try to do that with like multiple games because let's say if I open um, uh, the wordpad and Google Chrome and documents and Skype I can minimize all those things and keep them all open. Um, if, if it's gonna kind of, not necessarily with maybe 5 different games, maybe 2, maybe 3 or something. Um, what, what do you think of the idea of that? That you could potentially, let's say, you're, let's say I'm playing FIFA 20 and uh, Death Stranding or something. And I can, I'm in the middle of a mission of Death Stranding, but I want to go and play FIFA. And I can make like a save state, minimize that, and then maybe go like straight into the FIFA menu. And then, like, pause that mid-game, make a minimized state for that, and then go back to just standing. What do you think of that as an idea?
1: Uh, it's not a bad idea. The implementation is really where it's going to come down to. Is that something that's just going to bog down the processing power, or mm. is that something that's going to be able to run fairly smoothly? I mean, let's face facts. I mean, even with the, the PS4 Pro, we're still seeing games that are just, like, running like crap. Like, I've heard several people complain that Borderlands three runs horribly even on the yeah. on the pro and it has like lag spikes and drop frame rates and all that other kind of fun stuff.
0: Yeah, uh this is something I I think I'll probably use. Um depending on of course what games I'm playing at what time and, and what sort of thing. Uh but if like I've got two games on me and I wanna quickly just go in and like oh there's a new Fortnite update out and quickly try out that for 20 minutes or so but I don't want to close down Death Stranding or Conc- Concrete Genie or whatever else I'm playing. Uh, it'll, it'll be useful for that just in terms of convenience of like, okay just just temporarily pause this thing or minimise it for like 20 minutes, go and check out a new update for a game or check out a new game just to see if I like it. Okay don't like that or do like it, go back to it later and then go straight back into Death Stranding or whatever. So I think, I think it'll be a, a good idea and I remember Colin saying Um, like when he's gone, it kind of said a similar thing to me when he's gone to try different games or quickly gone to jump into different games you have to close the app and all that sort of stuff so uh, we'll see how that works. I I get what you mean in terms of that but I mean these consoles should come with more power to be able to do more things they're next generation consoles so we'll see how that all that works out but yeah again let us know if you would use any kind of save states for, for games and stuff uh, what else have I written down here? Um, yeah, i got two other things. We've got, of course, the video game questions, which we've been doing. But uh, EA did actually manage to bother to do something recently. Um, the, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about the FIFA 20 um, b- broken career mode, essentially. And EA went and patched some of it, or most of it, or kind of sort of did some stuff for it. I'll read out some stuff that we got. Uh, so... These are the patch notes that we got. And there was a fair few things here, But we'll go through them of course. Uh, So this is for career mode. Um, Some of these are actually kind of surprising. That they weren't already fixed. Like really really basic stuff. Uh, Because a lot of things that we mentioned in the um, broken career mode stuff. Was like big huge problems. As opposed to like text issues and whatnot. So uh, I have to zoom in on this. It's quite small. Um, This piece of text. uh, Added goal difference to the screen standings. Um, if that means what I think it means in terms of football, I would guess that would mean like if you go 1-0 up that the scoreline wouldn't change or something. Which is really bizarre. I haven't come across that uh, problem at all and I haven't heard anyone talk about that. So that's a really weird kind of, that's a really basic thing that a sports game should do is tell you when the score's change. So, uh, adjusted the goal, um, the, the uh, adjusted the default goal updates, audio Selection in some situations. I'm not actually sure what that means, so, but that's apparently a, a thing that they've tried to change. Uh, address some of the following issues. Sometimes opposing AI-controlled teams were fielding weaker lineups in inappropriate situations. So, like, if there was the Manchester Derby, which is Man City and Man United, you would have Man City not playing Aguero and Sterling and Salah, and they would not Salah. Um, what's his name? Uh, who's who's on the right wing? They've got Sterling, Aguero. I forgot who they play. Anyway, um, yeah, they were basically playing like their reserves or their youth teams, which, you know, you, you dip those players in every now and then to give them game time, but you don't start them against big teams, so uh, they hopefully fixed that as well. Uh, situations where the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League wouldn't take place during the season. So basically the Champions League and the Europa League, uh, depending on where you finish in your league, uh, if you're in one of the top divisions. Uh, you'll be you'll qualify for either the Europa League or the Champions League, depending on where you finish in the league. There was a situation where I think three or four seasons in, certain people were noticing that those fixtures weren't starting. Like they they had qualified, they'd got in the top four, for example, whatever, qualified for the Champions League in their third season. They'd go into their fourth season, and the Champions League matches just wouldn't come up. Basically, in the calendar, in the calendar, because you have a calendar that you go through, you play matches. Once you finish the game, you go back to the main menu, press advance, and the fixtures just wouldn't be there, basically, which is really bizarre. Bizarre. Uh, so they fixed that, but the, this particular issue for the those two particular issues, sorry, the last two that I mentioned, will only be impacted on new career mode saves, so not existing ones. So unfortunately, if you're five or six seasons in, or whatever, or even one game in, or whatever. Uh, You will need to make a new save for that, which is unfortunate because people would have signed players and developed players and all that sort of stuff. Uh, So that's in there. Uh, Managers were sometimes getting fired despite good results. I mean, that kind of happens these days in in real football. Uh, I remember Chelsea's manager, 2015, 14, something like that, he won the Champions League for Chelsea, which was what Chelsea wanted Ever since Abramovich took over and then he had a bad start to next season and he got sacked. So sometimes that does actually happen in football. But uh, I think it was happening a bit too often in uh, in this career mode. So they uh, have fixed that. Uh, various, fixi- various fixes to questions being answered in press conferences. Uh, so they would ask you like irrelevant or non-existent questions. Like if you've won five games in a row, they'd say like, okay, why did you lose the last game? Which you didn't. So they've uh, fixed that. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, the Carabao Cup, which is one of the English uh, football cups, um, was incorrectly going to extra time in the semi-finals instead of directly to penalties. Uh, so in the earlier stages of the, Car- of the Carabao Cup, if you draw nil-nil, you won't go to like a second leg or whatever. You'll go straight to extra time and penalties. Um, but uh, yeah, it w- when you yeah, it was doing the the incorrect thing basically in that. Uh, Indicators that shows which team is controlled by the player was missing from some screens Which is again just a really basic thing you should have fixed in your game already They've corrected that Uh, Created some issues with teams were qualifying for various stages of the uh, Champions League um, So teams that weren't supposed to be in the Champions League Were getting in the Champions League and Europa League Uh, So they fixed that Transfers that included both a transfer fee and a player exchange uh, did not reflect the player exchange in the associated transfer news. So the player wouldn't move club. But the transfer money would still be handed over. So that's really weird. Um, what else do you have? Uh, there was no email notifications on receiving sell-on clause revenue. So essentially if you sell a player to a team. And you ask for, I think it's up to 25% of the sell-on fee. So basically if if that team sells that player in the future. The player that previous the team that previously sold them to that team would get a certain amount of the transfer fee, but that wasn't being reflected in the game when that happened, so that's been a thing as well uh so the, yeah you basically you wouldn't get the you wouldn't get the email telling you like hey this player's been sold, you get a cut because of this, the the uh uh fee thing uh the transaction screen was not properly reflecting the amounts that was paid out from a sell on fee following um the transfer of a player so i think that's maybe the same thing or whatever uh shortcut to inbox was not correctly displaying on uh, press conference days so that's a again a weird simple thing that they should have uh recently signed youth players were requesting playtime too often so when you go to sign a player on fifa one of the one of the first things that comes up is, okay, what role is this player going to have in the team? Like crucial, important, sporadic, future, all that sort of stuff. And it sounds like when you sign <coughs> a youth player who you would say, hey, you're not going to be crucial, you're not going to be important. <coughs> you'll be kind of rotated in and out the team. They'd be requesting too much game time, which is annoying uh various issues related to news articles so maybe there were some incorrect things that were coming out and fixtures to uh text issues as well so these are all uh things that they've uh addressed in this patch i don't think this patch is out on consoles at the moment it is out on pc and i've i've seen some youtube videos where people have tested it out and it seems to be working for the most part there's still some little issues here and there but yeah they seem to at least uh, they've gotten to it three weeks after the game's come out so yeah what do you think of va's attempts here to fix a pretty broken game so uh
1: yeah i mean b for effort i mean they're definitely trying but absolutely (laughs) f for execution i mean let's face it most of these fixes should have been out before the game even launched and went gold i mean these are some pretty silly stuff especially if they didn't do like a complete massive 100 degree 100% overhaul of the game and the game engine and the source code and all. They probably just took, like, the last season's code and just made some updates and then probably broke something and didn't even realize it, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of these are, like, really small basic issues, like text issues, is where someone's typed something into a box and it's had, like, a, a, uh, what do you call it when you spell a word wrong? For some reason I've forgotten, what a typo. Um, like little typos here and there, and like words that weren't spelled correctly. That that stuff should just be really basic that you fix. Um, but the, I think the biggest issue that everyone was complaining about was the fact that teams like Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, all the all the big teams in in England, uh, were fielding like their reserves and their their youth teams, so they were just finishing in like the eighteenth, nineteenth, you know, fifteenth or sixteenth. You you'd have Man City at fifteenth in the league where they should be competing right at the top of the league. So. Uh, that that was what I've seen people say be the most like immersion breaking thing. of like, "Hey, Man City are doing terrible," and like Aston Villa and Bournemouth for in the top two, which won't really happen. So you've got that. But yeah, we'll see if they make another patch of some kind. My guess is if they did do that, it will be quite a while because they it already took them three weeks to do this. So uh, yeah, we'll see what attempts EA tries to do with things in the future. So. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but that's all the news that we got. We do have some fun video game questions. Let's move on with those. Uh, Forty-six is: If you could have any video game character as your best friend, who would it be? Um, who would be a good person to hang around with in a game? Uh, I mean, Spider-Man would be would be pretty fun. He wouldn't have much time for you because he's busy either with his girlfriend or his aunt or fighting the city or 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 at work or whatever. Um, but he's certainly a nice guy, so maybe Spider-Man, um, someone like Aloy maybe, she seems like a a nice person, someone like, uh, as long as you're on a good side, Ellie, I suppose, because if you're not, then she's going to kill you, so, (laughs) um, but uh, who can you maybe think of that might be a good friend?
1: Oh, that's easy, Iron Man, because... First off, you know you're going to have a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah. Second off, you know he's going to party hard, which let's face it every every one of us needs to party hard every now and then. Sure. And third, he's stupid rich, so you don't have to pay for anything.
0: <laughs> he will just you know pay for every time he takes you out, so uh that would be fun. Um I wouldn't say Crash Bandicoot just because he's like can you keep control of him and like if you if you go out with him somewhere is he going to I don't know. I just don't see that working very well, so uh, and I don't have to answer questions. I'm for everything, obviously. So, but most things. Um, so yeah, I'd probably pick. Uh, I mean, you've picked a fun choice there with Iron Man, but um, I, I, because I was obviously I was mentioning Spider Man and that. I was trying to think of other characters that aren't you know licensed Marvel characters or whatever. Um, how, how about outside of that? Outside of someone who's like a licensed character, I suppose.
1: Um, kind of tough because let's face it. Most of the games, either the character is completely generic because you're supposed to be that character
0: mm-hmm.
1: or they're licensed, and everything else is already predetermined,
0: yeah so.
1: um, I'm running through games, and I really couldn't think of anything so
0: yeah uh I mean link doesn't talk, so I mean doesn't even pull facial expressions, so it <laughs> wouldn't be any good uh yeah i can't think of anybody else outside of like again if you're on go- ellie's good side i'm sure you'll be fine uh so there's that uh if you could marry any video game character who would it be um marry a character uh i mean ellie's actually uh have they said if she's bi or or, or if it's just lesbian i can't remember if it, I, I know obviously she's lesbian because of uh dana or dina but i can't remember if they said that she's bi or not
1: hard i don't think they've said either way outside of She's okay. bi or just strict lesbian
0: right i mean I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with either but in terms of if i was to marry her she i don't think her being lesbian would work so uh i mean if she, if if she is bi or something i mean i could maybe go there or whatever but um i don't know who would you marry from a video game it's an awful question it's a difficult question
1: Hmm trying to think Um, Mm. I mean obviously Iron Man again would be the quick (laughs) choice Uh, but past that maybe Aunt May Uh, I mean mm. technically she's in a video game but you know Mm. in the Spider-Man video game she's kind of older but then again I ain't exactly spring chicken either Um, honestly I never it's it's honestly not a thing I've ever really thought about
0: me neither So it's a difficult question uh, yeah, I mean a number of the Marvel characters would be would be good, but uh, off the top of my head, Ellie. So there you go. Uh, Forty-eight. Would you rather play? Uh, sorry. Would you rather have lots of time to play games, but only be able to play two games a year, or be able to buy loads of games, but only uh, not have much time to play them? I think I'd pick the latter just because. Sure. Even though you have given me more time to play games, if I can only pick two a, a year, I'm gonna run out pretty quickly. Unless it's like you know overwatch or a live service game where it's gonna you know gta online or fifa or something which i can play pretty endlessly uh but i don't want to just play you know call of duty and fifa for the year i want to play single player story games as well so how about you which one of those would you pick
1: well i'm already in a position to where i can buy tons of games i just don't have any time to play them so i would definitely pick uh two games a year and just play the hell out of them you know change the pace
0: mm-hmm with, uh, any idea which two choose? choose? Uh,
1: definitely ones to where there was a lot of unique content. So maybe either that or a game that would take a lot. Of, you know, maybe I could finally finish uh, and get into uh, Witcher 3. Mm. And then you get something like, uh, you know, GTA or yeah. uh, Red Dead or something like that to where there's so much content. Mm.
0: I mean, it could take you a year to finish. I mean, not if you have more time. Uh, but... Um... Yeah, you could. You could. I mean, you could probably finish. You know, if you give given more time, Red Dead and, and Witcher, you could do those in easily under a year. I think. I mean, think about how long a year actually is. And I know there's a long, long, very long games, but if you had more time, then it would be quicker to to play those games. Um. Yeah. I. I'd just rather just have more options open. If it was the the two video game thing, I'd probably pick Call of Duty and FIFA, just because, like, you know, I can rank up quite a bit in Call of Duty and. With FIFA, I could just play career mode a bunch, uh, you know, providing we have a fixed version of FIFA that I could play. I don't want to play a broken version for, for a year. Uh, so yeah, want a really good version of career mode or whatever that I could play, because you can play like 15 seasons or whatever until, like every 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 player that exists has kind of retired or whatever. Um, so I'd probably do that and then play yeah, just Call of Duty. So plus I could still play online seasons, I could do different cup modes, and there's, there is more than career mode and stuff. Although Volta's is pretty boring, so I probably wouldn't play that. Um, in your opinion, what's the worst game of all time you've played? Well, in terms of story games, I would still say Virginia, just because it doesn't make any narrative sense whatsoever. I've said that a bunch of times. Uh, I was very, very disappointed with that Trials of Blood Dragon, but it wasn't necessarily a bad video game. It just was... F- really disappointing overall um but in terms of maybe more of the technical side of things i i I don't i still to this day don't know why i finished why i bothered finishing um resident evil 5 that was just such a bad game um outside of that those are the those are the three that i was kind of always go to when someone asks me that kind of question but they're from different uh reasons so how about you uh I think the game that disappointed me
1: most in terms of being a bad game was Mass Effect and Andromeda Mm -hmm. just because I did love the first three games so much. I was one of the few people that I never really cared about the ending for three just because I saw it coming so far away. Um, But Andromeda was just... Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that everybody was pissed because you've had three whole games with God knows how many hours and then all the r- different choices that you made up to that game, up to that point, that were supposed to make an impact on the game, basically whittled down to two choices that were mm-hmm. very bi- uh, very uh, polar opposites. Okay. Um, but Andromeda just crapped the bed so hard. Did, did I you mean, play that
0: before the patch, Andromeda?
1: Even without, Even with the patch, it okay. wasn't very good. Right. It was just—I mean, technically, it kind of worked, but there was actually images to where the like the the graphics for the gun barrel were reversed, and so it almost looked like you were kind of shooting yourself, but the bullet was coming at the wrong end.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and it just—the story was just so not interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Another EA franchise that is dead. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. An anthem. Yeah, you could just add Anthem to the list. So that. Yeah, I mean
1: with uh um with andromeda they actually cancelled the uh, scheduled d. l. c and that's yeah. how bad
0: it was, yeah, so that's mass effect anthem mirror's edge dead space am i forgetting any uh, escape that's five video games that's five game franchises that's quite a few so yeah good if you're a single player e a game then just good luck so uh, Alright, that's what we've got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Lots of interesting discussion. If you have any thoughts on anything we discussed, PlayStation 5, Stadia, or a- anything that we discussed in this episode... Uh you can email, of course, uh, Matthew at entertainmenttool.org, Twitter at e-talk UK. there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, so that's how you can get in contact, and in feedback, or if you just want to get in contact with Entertainment Talk as well. Uh, of course, look out for the podcast that we've got at the moment, a whole bunch of stuff happening, so check it all out on, on the website. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. Uh, check out the $3 level tier on there. Uh, we have the Amazon, Amazon affiliate link. You can shop on Amazon, we'll get a small cut, it won't cost you extra, so check that out as well. Uh, iTunes feeds please review and subscribe to those and like I said with the Watchmen feed iTunes feed once that gets once they email me and tell me that that's on iTunes I'll uh, tweet out and put on Facebook the links to those uh, and then you can go and subscribe to those Uh, and when it's on Spotify as well although usually with Spotify it literally takes like 10 minutes for them to (laughs) kind of accept it so uh, yeah look out for those on social media and whatnot so uh, look out for those, uh, of course word of mouth, please tell your friends and family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds uh, Share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter and if you're allowed to put them in different Facebook groups um, Oh yeah, the the United cast uh, went on a break because there was of course the England games We've got Liverpool on Sunday, that's going to be very very interesting We're either going to play just as badly as what we played or we might surprise Liverpool, you just never know uh, But it's going to be an interesting day on Sunday, so we'll see what happens with that um yeah so look out for that episode and stuff as well of course uh video games last thing if you want to watch us play different video games me and david stream on twitch robert streams on mixer thanks for listening and look out for let's play sundays as well thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye